The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It just seems to me that Rachel really sees herself as the victim. I think that any person, myself included, would have a lot of trouble with that public reaction. However, there's a difference between being upset about the reaction and trying to rationalize and and absolve yourself of. I mean, isn't that why we don't do things? Welcome to Cocktails and Gossip, the podcast where we drink cocktails, but you better believe we're going to spill the tea. We chat reality TV, celebrity blinds, and the hottest tea from bravoandcocktails.com. And as always, it's all alleged and just for fun. We do not verify our blinds. I'm B, And I'm Amanda. Let's get into this week's tea. What's up, cocktailers? Hey, cocktailers. And B. I, <laughs> I want to remind you guys, because I just did my annual mammography and sonogram. Please get that done every year, guys. I'm waiting on my results. I don't know anything, but I remembered it because my boobs are sore from the pressure. Did I tell you <laughs> about, I don't know, or did I, maybe, did I even tell the cocktailers the last, the last one I got? I was super hungover. Yes, you told us this. Oh, my God. I don't know why you did that to yourself. Why? Well, because you know how it is. Like, there's not a lot of windows of opportunities to go out with your girlfriends. And it was January, and we already had, like, pushed off a holiday dinner with, like, two of my closest friends. And so we were like, nope. I'm like, I'll just do it hungover. And, like, can I just tell you, that cold machine and somebody shoving your boob in there, oh. I'm like, but you know what? It's important. You do it, and you get through it, and then you get yourself, but, like, an extra big coffee after. <laughs> right. But also for us moms, especially, it's like, oh, that's a light day for us. <laughs> like, oh, I just have a mammography? Like, I don't – oh, good. You mean their father's going to take them to practice and stuff because I'm legitimately at the doctor. Like – that's when we have to get like, oh, I can get drunk tonight. I only have to squish my boobs tomorrow. Wait, so I ask, you know, listen, I want you guys to know as inappropriate as I am on here, I'm the same way in person. So I said to the woman, can I ask you a question? I have mid-sized boobs, okay? They're not the biggest. They're not the smallest. They're middle of the road. And I'm like, can I ask you a question? When you have really huge boobs, it must hurt a lot more. And so the woman's looking at me like, oh, my God, this girl's psychotic. And she's like, no, actually, if you have very small boobs, it hurts the most. She's like, even we sometimes have to do it on men because men also get breast cancer. Mm -hmm. I think everybody knows that. But she goes, and you're basically like their bone is on the plate, like when it's a man. Ah, Right? So she's like, you actually have like good boobs because they're not too big. Because <laughs> if it's like a massive boob, really, yeah, knockers, yeah, like uh, you can fit in that whole thing. That's a lot of area to look for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I 
like, oh my gosh. does it take longer? And then, like, the sonogram part must take longer because you got to put that thing all over. Oh, see, I never do a sonogram. I've only done a mammogram. Is the sonogram just like when you have the baby? Have, kind of like the it like, feels just, just like that, but on yeah. your boobs. And yeah. if you have dense breasts, you have to do that. But a lot, it's like common. So yeah. you must not have dense. I must not have dense breasts. <laughs> but the, the gel feels kind of cool. But then you're kind of like, oh, this woman's like just looking at my boobs, but whatever. Yeah, when you look at them all day, every day as your job, like that's right. I, I'm sure the thrill leaves. <laughs> It's like when you get a pedicure and you're like, oh, these poor people have to paint my toes. But for them, they're probably like, whatever, I do this every day. Yeah, exactly. So now that that's out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's start with a little Vanderpump just gossip. So you posted kind of a funny coincidence. So cocktailers know that we have been hearing that Katie is casually dating somebody it's a guy in a band not like a super famous guy and that he has been visiting her this week in LA so the person who sent it to me knows the guy and I followed him on Instagram oh god now everyone's gonna go look who I'm following on Instagram (laughs) anyway so I noticed that and again she's I don't even know if they're just talking and it was like whatever they're not seriously dating. She's yeah. probably seeing a bunch of people. But in any event, this guy was going to L.A. And again, he is a musician. So he may have been going there as a coincidence. But I do know they hung out because I saw it in his stories. But she didn't post it. So anyway, he has bleach blonde hair. So when Tom dyed his hair, I was just hysterically laughing because I'm like, <laughs> I didn't write that obviously in the original post. The guy she's casually seeing has bleach blonde hair. But then, of course, I had to do a follow-up post like, guys. Now, it could be a total coincidence. I doubt that Katie informs Tom of every guy she's casually seeing. Mm -hmm. But if somehow he knew and he went Barbie blonde, I do find it very funny. Yeah. But I was just going to say, like, playing devil's advocate, maybe it really was a coincidence. Maybe he went to the Barbie movie and really dug Ryan Gosling's chili. (laughs) And, you know, just like anybody who goes through a breakup, maybe he just wanted to switch his look up. I don't know. I think it looks good. I have to tell you the truth. Listen, Tom Schwartz has a lot of faults, but I don't find his looks to be one of them. I always found him to be very cute. I agree. And yeah, he has that kind of boyish. He does kind of have a boyish Ken look. I I don't know. I think, too, like after the year that he went through, too, because I'm sure that he's feeling a little like I really need a change from what was before. Right. Because he feels guilt. Yeah. About his, you know, ancillary role, role and everything. And yeah, I don't know. I hope so. I hope we see. It'd be good to see some reflection from him because I never really thought he was this terrible person. So I think it'll be interesting to see this season if we see some genuine like, I why did I just go along with this guy? Like what he did is really awful. And maybe because he doesn't have, he's always sort of been the Robin to Sandoval's mm-hmm. Batman. Mm-hmm. He didn't like realize how bad it was until it got so bad and it was so public. And he was like, holy shit, I just like kind of went along with this terrible thing. And that's not who I am or want to be. So that'll be interesting to kind of see how that flushes out. Yeah. Like, I hope we see that in, from like, a genuine own, place. Yeah. His, his own Batman era. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we talked about this almost ad nauseum last week, 
but feel like we have to kind of wrap up the whole Bethany pod because she put out one more where she it was just a solo pod where she talked about the aftermath of having Rachel on her podcast I listened for about a little over half I just couldn't finish it she's so manic and so self-promoting and so always right about everything it's infuriating I really had the same thing. I was listening to it and I just had to turn it off because I was like, why am I listening to this? And yeah. listen, you know, we all, we're all tuning in. She's making the money. The thing is, she, you know, she again positioned herself as a girl's girl who selflessly had Rachel on her pod to share her side of the story. And I'm not, guys, I'm not wasting an entire pod about this again. Yeah. But I have to just say, it's so incredibly frustrating to listen to her version she she actually said, Amanda, and I'm sure you heard this, that she took on the backlash of Rachel. <laughs> now, people are upset with you because of your hypocrisy. Yeah. Completely separate and apart for their, from their dislike for Rachel. It, two things can be true, right? I mean, it really, it just shows you though. And I know we all deal with people where... For me, I, I think like you think of coworkers or like who their perspective is just so off from right. what you feel is really happening and what like the greater population feels. Which So in other words, we've all I'm just going to use an office because it's like an easy mm-hmm. way to make an analogy. So like you're in an office and you and a couple of your coworkers and maybe five or six coworkers are all looking at this one coworker like – are they freaking batshit bananas? But this person doesn't see it that way. And you can't – you, like, want to shake them and be like, this isn't how it is. Yeah. That's they're, who Bethany they're like, is. I like reheating my orange roughy and salmon in the microwave because it's delicious for me. And I have no care in the world for what it might smell like. And then I put my broccoli in, in the microwave, you know, and, and it's and delicious. Then I make how would it affect anybody? Even though popcorn isn't a bad per se smell, popcorn is a very selfish thing to make in a shared eating area at work because it smells forever, number one. Number two, it's so strong and it smells forever that unless you're sharing it, you really shouldn't make popcorn in an office. I agree. I agree with you. (laughs) So, you know, a lot of her former, like, Bethany stands are saying, like, I, this is the end. Like, we kind of, I know myself, with all the rants and all the stuff, it was getting a little weird. It was getting a little weird. The reality reckoning it was a little mm-hmm. weird. It was all getting a little weird. The Jill thing really put me off. And this is like the cherry on top. Which friends? I mean, like, who is still in her corner? Is is Because she even says on the pod, she's like, I have a lot of people who are saying you're doing, saying the right thing. And she's a lot of powerful people. So it's not just reality people who are like, you know we're on the bachelor season two who are like, I, I need help. You know, in these Um, videos, she doesn't have any friends on them. I I can't, I can't speak to whether or not she has friends. People say, Oh, she doesn't have friends. I don't know, but they're not on her YouTube channel. Her, her staff is her, her fiance is, and her daughter is. I think, you know, the other thing about this pod that really, it's just, again, like there is only Bethany's way. That is the right way. Everyone else is just mad or jealous or haters. Like, at no point did she say, you know, Rachel did a really fucked up thing. She said what Bethany said. She's like, didn't you ever make mistakes in your 20s? I'm like, I'm listening to this and I'm like, yes, Bethany. 
I mean, I made dumb mistakes like walking home from a barman myself. I made mistakes like drinking so much on a work night that I had to puke on the L on the way to work the next day. <laughs> but I didn't fuck my best friend's boyfriend in her bed while she was at her grandma's funeral. Like, I mean, but I, you know what it is? And it's maybe- like being like, oh, it's just a hit and run, but you did it in your 20s. So, I mean, it's just a mistake. Like, no, it's fucked up. Like, you can't well, maybe just explain Bethany- it away. But maybe Bethany does to her. This is a mistake that she can relate to. That's what she made it sound like. I mean, it, to it, us, it's a huge, awful, sociopathic act. Yeah. And I think to the majority, but not to everybody. Listen, I have people in my DMs, followers, who are like, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, it's not nice, but people do it. And I'm like, okay, well, clearly you fucked your best friend's boyfriend in the past. And maybe that's what it is with her. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying anyone who thinks that's, to your point, anyone who thinks that's the same as calling out of work because you're a little hungover or skipping a friend's birthday dinner because whatever, and mm-hmm. it's not the same. No. Not the same. No. And not or even in your 20s. standing a guy up on a date or like a lot of the stuff that just, you know, you just do when you're young and dumb. But when you're 28 mistreating people who treat you well, because to Rachel's point, she says they're not best friends, but we all know she was treated very well by Ariana. You know, mistreating at 28 years old, someone who has supported you and been nothing but kind to you Mm -hmm. is a character flaw. It's not a mistake. No, it's a it's a moral breakdown. I mean, breakdown of morals, I guess. Which is why she went for help, right? Well, so then sure why are we then feel, saying right. <laughs> sure doesn't feel like she she got all that all the way there. Yeah. At least to me. Anything else we want to talk about with that? Well, then we heard so I thought this was a little interesting. A couple of things. So we heard Lala address it on her pod. She said some parts were blatantly made up. So Lala started by saying, Listen, all we have many times as reality figures is our voice. Rachel's absolutely entitled to share her voice, to be heard. She said, but couple things number one christina kelly and i never went into her room after that night and said this was reality tv gold number two i don't know what she's talking about about the palm springs house brock never intended to make to buy that house it was completely made up then stassi came out and said that production has always protected the guys it's not surprising to me we saw it with lisa vanderpump at the reunion she defended tom she didn't defend rachel people will say oh because tom's her business partner i don't know i find it to be misogynistic I can think of many times on the show where I felt that Lisa, who is the boss, she's an executive producer of the show and their boss at the restaurants and bars. But even if they're not working there, she's still the boss because she runs the show, right? Right. I feel that she does side with the men more. She even said something when it first happened to Ariana, like, well, like, you know, you have him around this young, beautiful girl and it happened. What? Yeah. Would you yeah. say that to your son-in-law or your husband or your own son? No, absolutely not. No. And I agree. I do think that there is a weird... And I feel like the girls have taken the fall more too, right? I feel like Stassi and Kristen taking so much of the heat when Jax was partially involved in that whole situation. It just feel It does to me feel like... And he got fired much after... Later. I don't know after. if you hear that. Do you hear that noise? They're they're I definitely do. demolishing the condo above my par- my dad's. I apologize, guys. I come here for quiet because in New York City, our kids haven't gone back to school yet. So 
yeah my kids my kids are back now i think it's like hitting me like a ton of bricks with yeah it's hard when they're back it's hard when they're home all summer but then it's so hard to get back into the routine yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it's just you know when you're doing it all at once you're like oh gosh this is a lot and then all the lists keep coming home of supplies you need to get even though you got all the supplies that they originally told you to get yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly and then the, the, oh, this is a good one. My, my daughter keeps saying, mom, you need to sign this form. And I'm like, okay, well, what form? And she's like, well, just the form. She's like, look, I have it in my planner and it says form. And I'm like, well, can you give me the form? And she's like, I don't have the form. You're supposed to sign the form. And I'm like, well, where am I supposed to find this form? <laughs> so what she kind never of brought form home. it is? We right. still don't know what the form is. I'm like, can you just ask your teacher and just say exactly what it is and like tell like where I can get it and I will gladly sign it. I will even drive it up to school if like we're late because we can't figure out what quote unquote right. the form is. <laughs> well, you know what's good? And I think this is a positive thing. It is nice because so much is on Google Forms now Yeah, that sometimes I get an alert on there's all, you know, different apps depending on which my kids are in two different schools. So, but, and then I'm like, you know what, when I get it and I'm at work myself, I'm like, let me take the two minutes to do this and submit it. Cause if I don't, I'm going to forget. And then I'm right. never going to submit it. Right. Exactly. This yeah. sound, is it bad? Cause it's very annoying for me. It's not so bad. I can hear the buzzing a little bit, but it's, okay. it's very, it's actually pretty minimal from, from what I can hear. So, so don't definitely let it carving. You. A sculpture. And guys, like, please don't. Uh, we will make sure we're not having this on a weekly basis. So right. like, I'll go like, back to my closet if I need to. Don't bombard us with bad reviews, please. Please. But do bombard us with good reviews. We love those. We do. We do. Okay. So I think we should move to Roni because, I mean, I think those who are watching, because I feel like some people haven't gone to it yet, but those who are watching – including me, including you, are loving it. So I actually did a poll yesterday because I was curious. The mid-season trailer looks fantastic. If you didn't see it yet, you have to. 96 or 7% of my followers said they're watching. So I don't good. know who's not watching, okay? But if you're not, I implore you to watch. It's so yeah. good. Okay. Justice for Jessel. Let's start there. You know, she's getting a lot of heat. A blind on Dumois said that she moved to New York City to be on the show and that she rents her apartment. I want to talk about that. I, I think I've mentioned it before. I also had another follower tell me that Cy rents her brownstone. So I just want to say, many New Yorkers rent, okay? Properties in Manhattan or downtown Brooklyn, a one-bedroom apartment is like a million dollars, guys. Yeah. A lot of a lot of well-to-do New Yorkers or hardworking. I should even say well-to-do. A lot of professionals, people who are hardworking, successful, often rent in New York and many times own properties in other places, whether it be Florida or with a lot of with a lot of people like the ladies we're watching. They have properties upstate. Like I remember Heather. The hell's her last name? Heather. Oh, Holla. Um, Holla. Um, yeah, her. Yes, <laughs> she had a place in the Berkshires. Dorinda had a place in the Berkshires. Sai has a place upstate, probably in the Berkshires. Erin owns in Manhattan, and she also owns out in, in the, Hamptons. the Hamptons. Listen, Erin, both both her and her husband family. From the rumor is they both come from a ton of money. So if you're a person like Sai, like most of us who don't come from wealth, and you have a successful career and all these things and you're 40, you may not own a brownstone. 
Like that doesn't mean that you aren't successful and yet you don't do well. It just means mm-hmm. that you live in a place where it's so much money. Okay. Yeah. So that part's out of the way. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's the insult that I'm seeing. Like, I guess I get annoyed because I see on Twitter and I see on Instagram, like people are trying to like insult Jessel by saying, I don't know if she moved here specifically for the show. I really can't speak to that. I know that Lizzie, who was let go, moved here for the show because she was originally cast on Dallas and then yeah. when that got canceled, she moved here. But Jessel has been like tri-state, right? So we're not talking right. about like moving from Utah to New York. We're talking about moving from perhaps, you know, somewhere else in she lived in, in California York. for a while. But Did the she? point is... Yeah. She's a PR person. Clearly, if you're willing to move here for a show, it's always been an option to live in New York. She clearly has many contacts. We saw the editor of Vogue or whatever that was at her party. So she is a PR person. This show would be good for her business. I don't see the insult in it. The the other thing about Jessel is her and her husband are giving us so much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this whole IVF journey, and I think we've talked a little bit about this, but I have many close friends who have been through it. It is such a monumental thing to go through IVF, just just even physically, right? You're giving yourself shots every day. You're having like to time everything. You're taking all the stuff that makes your hormones all crazy. To imagine that she went through something that monumental and kept it a secret from her mom because she felt that cultural pressure to just be able to naturally have kids that is that is huge and I don't know why more people aren't really talking about that because I think there's that was really shocking to me that there is still such a stigma within some cultures about having some help to have babies in a culture where it's so important as Jessel says to have babies I absolutely agree, and I think that I'm sure that there are so many women that can sadly relate to that. I also think that – I think that her and her husband are so naturally being themselves, and I think that the way that they're open about – and the IVF, which is very important, but just talking about their sex life, talking about their struggles, the way that he supports her – Obviously, she didn't tell anybody about IVF, so she had a strong enough partnership with her husband that she was able to keep it between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I think it more speaks to their bond. And, you know, I don't think it's easy for a 40-year-old, which, by the way, they somebody, Brands by Bravo, who I love, posted the ages. And on Google, it says she's 43. She's actually 40. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> and us 40-year-olds can know. Give me those three years back, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be towards the lower end of the 40s, please. Right. <laughs> but I forgot where I was going with that. No, but I, I I, don't know. I think that – I think people are being – okay. So now you have housewives who get criticized for not showing. For example, I find Sai to be a little guarded. I like her. I'm enjoying her. But on the one hand, you have Jessel who whether she moved to New York City for the show or not, she's giving us the sex life, the infertility. With Sai, she's shown her career, but even her conversations with her husband, for me, feel a little curated. Mm-hmm. She's an influencer. She's used to setting the stage. So 
it seems a little staged for me personally. I'm interested to see if our listeners agree with that. I don't dislike her, but I think that she's got to give us some more authentic takes. And she does that with the other ladies and their stuff, but her current day-to-day life is curated and she shared her past, but I want to see your current and your day-to-day. And I think that the sex part for me, and I want to know what you know, what you think about this. I think it is a really courageous thing to share that you and your husband are having trouble in your sex life. And I think the other women, like the other married women, almost go into defense because it's like, I don't know. Listen, married people, especially with young children, go through dry spells. Sure. Is a year, does a year seem excessive? Sure. But I don't know. I think we can all, if we're moms or if we're married a long time without even being moms, think back to times where you may have sex three or four times within a few month period, which isn't exactly a rip roaring sex life. Right. So like, is somebody getting the once or twice in to not say they have a year dry spell any different? I don't really think so. And I think that it normalizes what marriage is. I mean, marriage is not like this constant sex fest for everybody. I know that there are marriages that are like that, but I don't think that that's the norm for people in their 40s with busy careers and families and everything else. Right. And we are so used to even on reality TV, seeing the husband who's like, I can't get enough, I can't get enough, and the wife who, like, rolls her eyes, and she's like, tee-hee-hee, you know, Shout and it's like... <laughs> I that is... I, 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 like, I think that is so cute for them, right? But that is... We've seen that for right. us to see fine. this situation where it's not that. I think there is i mean there's there is an article in the new york times this week about discrepancy in desire sexual desire between partners and like what that's all about and how that can be handled and it's interesting because this is not so, this, this it's just not a topic that gets brought up a I think lot that's an important from this perspective piece. i think that's yeah. an important piece what you just said because i think that as Women and men, we're made to be- feel like we have to act like we have sex all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think that it seems to me that at this season of their life, neither one of them is super interested in having sex. Clearly, they love each other and they have a partnership is what I'm seeing. So yeah. I think that this whole idea that like, if you're going through a season of your life where something else is front and center and your marriage isn't, it doesn't necessarily lead to divorce. People well, and, go through phases and times and whatever. Yeah. And for any of you who have not, who are, you know, male or who haven't had children or haven't wanted to have children, like when you go through pregnancy and then breastfeeding or, you know, just even postpartum, there is a long time that as a woman, you don't feel like your body belongs to you. It's this really, really weird, weird thing. And especially too, if you go through IVF before that and you're injecting yourself and you're constantly being poked and prodded because that is what happens when you get IVF. You're in there for appointments all the time. And Mm -hmm. like, I always make the joke, like when I was in the hospital with, with my son and they were coming into the room or whatever, and I just like lifted up my hospital gown and they're like, "Ma'am, we're just here to take your blood pressure." <laughs> I love that. 
you know, but you're just, right. you're so, um, it's, your body is not yours. Again. I know, right? Because, like, you're just, like, ugh, so tired. Yeah. And, like, there is, there is like, a, a big piece of you that you're kind of, like, I don't want anybody touching me for, like, a solid few months, right? Because you're, like, totally. you just don't feel, like, you And your body have... changes so yes. much. And that's the, another thing that I would imagine almost every woman can relate to whether you lose the baby weight right away or it takes some time. I know that even when I lost my baby weight, a doctor told me, and I don't know if anyone else knows this, but I'm talking like now I'm a professional, but your Mm -hmm. uterus takes like a full nine months to contract. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was like wearing the jeans I wore before I was pregnant and the scale said I was the same weight, but my weight since I've had children is distributed differently clothes fit me differently and it does affect your comfort level in your own body like yeah and we saw that when she put on the lingerie and yeah. that was another moment again justice for Jessel because it was another honest moment like people are I guess I guess my thing on it is people are giving her a hard time when she's doing exactly what we ask of housewives yeah. she's showing us the real deal like yeah. she didn't have to to be quite honest if I felt how she clearly felt in that lingerie, I would have said to production, I'm not getting myself in camera on this, in this fucking outfit. Yeah, and she freaking And it did. wasn't flattering, and that's no offense to Jenna. Everybody's body's different, but yeah. Jessel has a great figure, and that didn't compliment her figure. And yeah. I wouldn't have gone on camera in that freaking thing. Especially, no, like, great. second episode. Like, this is that's going to be in people's mind. Like, so I just think that she is giving us what we ask of housewives, and whether you personally like her... Because people like say her husband's so funny. I find him very funny too. I think they have a great yin and yang. And yeah, she does want to have this image that she's wealthy and that she's these things. Okay. So you don't have to like, I don't know. You don't have to stand her. But I also don't like the criticism of her when she's giving what we ask of housewives. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I think a lot of people's opinion is clouded because I think we got off on the wrong foot with her. Right. I think the the way that, you know, with the whole lingerie and the, you know, like it, it did come off as a little bit complaining and that really could be editing. Right. Because everybody could have been complaining about everything and it just, you know, maybe they just showed more of her. It's hard to say. I do. I do say moving on to Uba, we need to see more of Uba. We haven't seen her apartment yet. I feel like we've seen a little bit of it when she had, we're going to see more. But Good. to me, which, which, no, this comes out before then because we do turn around next day now, guys. But it feels to me that at this point, I don't know if she was promoted after Lizzie left or what, but I almost feel like she's a friend of at this point. Mm, so That could be it because they did shoot yeah. for quite a while with Lizzie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we haven't got to her scenes because we sort of, we've seen a lot of Cy, we've seen a lot of Jessel, seen... Decent amount of Bryn, a lot of Erin. So give us some more Uba. I'm liking her so far, but she's hitting like a friend of for me. I want to see her on a date. Yes. I think she's just so funny. I want to see what that would be like and what kind of guy she's she would be really into. And same thing with Bryn, which speaking of Bryn, who I have been very vocal about thinking like I just love her. And that she is one of my favorites, but she was not my favorite with the whole flirting with Aaron's husband, Abe. It came off as I think she was doing it in jest. I think she definitely wasn't 
being trying to be disrespectful, but it came off as disrespectful. Like, especially when you take that and you see like later in the show, Abe and Aaron doing their vows and Abe's like trying not to cry when Aaron is talking and like, he's like so clearly in love with her. Like they're both so in love with each other. And I really love seeing that. And so like, it just, I don't know, not the time and the place, Bryn. And she posted about it on Instagram and she did say, like, I, I see how it came off. That certainly wasn't my intention. I I felt when I watched it, I, and I find when I watch her, she seems to, like, try to make a joke of it. But I think that she is insecure about the fact that she doesn't have yeah. what Cy and Aaron have, which is a – and Jessel, which is a partner – Particularly, she even said Aaron and I are the same age. And I do mm-hmm. feel that Bryn kind of is comparing herself. Like, she's 36. She's got three kids. She's got a 10-year marriage. And I have two broken engagements. Mm-hmm. So I do think it comes from a p- place of feeling less than in that way. Yeah. And I think her watching it, even the way that she posted in a very nice way, she said, like, I love Erin and I love Abe and I love their marriage. It's, you know, I aspire to have that. I thought it was very sweet and honest and genuine. But I do think it's that. I do. And you see Uba, who's also single, not giving that same thing. So I do think that, and I hope that Bryn finds that and gets that and we watch it because that's what we want. But I think that she wants, she wants that partner in her life I think that's what we're seeing and I think that's why Erin might be a little I think we saw a preview of her and Abe talking about it I think she's a little annoyed but I think ultimately she sees it for what it is you know right right yeah I don't think I don't I don't think at any point Bryn was making like a real play or being truly like of course not right it's just again kind of time and a place and maybe that wasn't the right one I don't know. I, I, yeah, it didn't come off well. Yeah. But Aaron's dress, oh, so good. So good. She looked, she's just so gorgeous. Amazing. They're all gorgeous, but she's they like, are all... about her is like so sexy. Yeah. I mean, and like, I loved it when Abe, what did he say? Like, I will continue to fulfill you emotionally yes. and then like physically. <laughs> it's like, I love that though. That is, that is so cute. I like when, she, when they were out to dinner and she said to him, but even if we weren't married, like you would be my best friend. He's like, I wouldn't, I couldn't hang out with you if I couldn't fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And I the ring, like, oh I need God. to see more of the ring too. I need to see it. Oh my God. Because it looks like it was beautiful. Somebody, so. one of my followers told me, I don't want to give too many specifics, but they knew his dad, who was a, a well-known radiologist in New York. And they said that his family like are the nicest they're the nicest people they're very successful like they're an established new york family and everything and they're just mm-hmm. very they don't have any airs about them and they're very nice good he comes from really good people that's what and i think you could see that somebody yeah. also a lot of people are saying and i see it a little bit that erin looks like jennifer aniston Mm. So I posted a picture of Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler because total tangent, but apparently he sends her flowers every Mother's Day because she, you know, had spoke with him and I think publicly about how she has trouble, how she had trouble conceiving, which Aww. is so sweet. And somebody wrote, oh, look at Aaron and Abe Leachy. So I, I posted it and tagged Erin <laughs> and Abe actually wrote back to me and he goes, 
I don't think I look like him either, but I love the Sandman, so I'll take it. Ah, Which, cute. Yeah, so I just think they seem really great. So they really do. I agree. And and I don't think it's slow. I don't think it's. I think it's great. I think we're getting to know them, and it's going to get better and better. And as their relationships become more entwined, like. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. some of them knew each other, were friends, and now from this, they're gonna. Even if you're friends with somebody, when you're filming with them, you, we know from Roni, like you really get in there. So I think it's just gonna be better and better. When you guys know, like you and I both too love Heather McDonald, but she has she's been saying this season is slow, and I just I I just totally disagree with her. I like it feels like a return. To me, about being about the women, the fashion, the fantasy, the city, right? And it's less about fighting and it's less about, you know, we're not bringing up all these, like, heavy issues of, like, racism and we're not, you know, having who fucked Bolo and we're not, you know, it's just, like, light and fun and, like, the banter is really good and, like, each of the women are very interesting to me. Like, each... Each single one. Very yeah. interesting. I just, I really, I love it. I don't need there to be the crazy brawls and fights and throwing napkins and all that. Like, I Speaking like of which, it. OC. Yes. yes. Okay. So, yes. Heather Dubrow shared the bomb that we think Shannon has been freaking out about the whole time, which is that... And we, I mean, we've all been talking about this, right? So that John and Shannon got back together just in time when it was time for her to start doing press for the season because he broke up with her just after they finished filming, of course. Mm -hmm. So Heather comes out and says the big secret was that Shannon told her that he loves the limelight and it's a big reason they're together. Yeah, and I think that she told... Emily that and I think that she told Tamara that and I think that she gets drunk and she says these things and she so I just posted before we recorded thoughts on OC because I wanted to just have a laugh and because I knew what they would be because we know our people Shannon is a clown annoyed Heather's getting blamed when Shannon clearly runs her mouth tired of Shannon running from the camera and screaming Mm -hmm. Shannon love you're on camera Shannon is very confused about her job (laughs) Shannon is. <laughs> You're a reality star, hon. You don't work in Bergdorf, but I don't even think that's still open. You don't oh work, my god! You don't we work never... in a retail store, and people aren't spreading your business for no reason. Shannon's her own worst enemy. What Shannon shouldn't be on the that. show if she can't be honest. Shannon's in a bad place. Shannon is an underrated disaster of a housewife. Shannon might need a pause. Seems the show might be getting to her. Yeah. So, but here's the thing, and here's where. Listen, I really okay. Before I'm, I'm saying all of this because as I was watching, I actually paused to write some notes because that's what I do when I'm watching episodes because I have the yeah. memory of a goldfish. So prior to the, when she said the stuff about Gina and her children, I I wrote it made me feel very sad for Shannon. I was hoping he had a micro penis or something because <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there some clip where somebody had a little penis? It all makes me sad because I think it's we... that Ryan guy. Oh, <laughs> he, remember he sent out the, the dick pic, right. like the faucet. You know, we had posted, this isn't a surprise. We posted a long time ago that he's with her for the fame. And that's obviously yeah. 
my wonder, Amanda, is if he actually has said this or is it something she picked up on that mm-hmm. she shared with the ladies and, like, she doesn't want to say it out loud because it's like she doesn't want him to know she knows that he's using her for – and is it, like, to be on camera? I don't know if it's specifically camera time because he sort of has a face for radio. I think it's more <laughs> – I think he's nice looking. I think his eyes are I, – I think they both drink a lot. Yeah, I think they, I think they, they both drink a lot. I think a lot of their fights center around alcohol, yeah. and then they wake up with a headache, and they make up. And but um, you know, speaking of that, do you know what felt like a red flag to me? And I th- I can't remember if it was Tamra. I think it was Tamra because she was like, "Do I think that that John and Shannon will get married?" No. And then she goes on about how like he won't sleep at her house, right? But then he still has kids living with her with him so she doesn't stay over there and I was like that is the biggest red flag to me because if you guys aren't spending the night together regularly and like wanting to actually have that physical intimacy of sleeping next to each other that feels like a red flag to me okay here's my other pondering and you know, what I said about Bethany is true. We all only can take things from our own perspective, right? So I wonder, does Shannon want to have a boyfriend on camera? Because it's kind of easier because you always have someone to talk to about what's going on and sort of like a an ally that won't turn on you because they're on your team because you're filming, yeah. with, right? Or if she wasn't on a show, like Vicky always wants to have a man. Right. You know, here's my thing, and this is just me as a person – I obviously been married for many years. If for some reason I found myself single and I was 50s, or even 40s, whatever, I absolutely would be fine being by myself. If I met somebody, great. I would certainly probably date. But under no circumstance would I be with somebody like... Just to sh- have someone. Right. Like Vicky yeah. was with Steve Lodge. Like, at least with Brooke, she was, like, obsessed with him. I mean, he was a creep. But at least she was, like, very attracted to him. And, like, she was crazy about him. Yeah. So, like, okay. But then when she was with Steve Lodge, that clearly was just to have somebody. Because she would always say, like, oh, he doesn't let me do this. Blah, blah, blah. There was no, that was no love connection. So, and now we're seeing Shannon in a very, it really mirrors the whole Steve Lodge thing for me. And then when they broke up, he was even dating some young girl, bringing her to the quiet woman. Like, how disrespectful. So my thing is, it's obviously a much bigger conversation, but why do these... These are women who have so much going on in their lives. They have children. They have family. Both Shannon and, you know, Vicky, they have families. They have tons of friends. And not only what we see on TV, we know because... They're friends with uh, – oh, actually, Heather and Shannon must have had a fallout because I was listening to Juicy Scoop. But they're friends with other Bravo celebrities and they're whatever. Mm-hmm. They're women with stuff going on. They're business right. owners. Why do they need to have this half a man with them who's half in it? I couldn't agree more because, I mean, I always say, like, there – there was a time in my 20s where, like, I would, when I was dating, where I was like, I want to leave this dinner. Like, I can't even make it an hour and a half with, <laughs> with this person, you know? And it's like, 
I don't know. Like, I guess but even you know in my what? 20s, I knew my time was worth, like, and knew my worth, right? And, like, I almost get ugh. settling in your 20s more than I get settling after you've had yeah. the marriage and the kids. And I say yeah. that I don't – I hear you. I'm fortunate I wasn't in that situation. But I do think that when you're 30 and 31 and 32 and you feel like your clock is ticking if you want to have children, I can – understand how somebody finds themselves in a situation where they marry somebody conveniently because they want a family. I don't get when you have the family and you have the money and you have the house and you have Mm -hmm. a career and all these things, why you would need it. Go to dinner. I could happily go to dinner by myself, sit at the bar and meet people and hang out. I don't need to be with this schmuck. Yeah. (laughs) I could not agree more. I could not agree more, especially too after you've had the kids and like had been so used to not having any time to yourself like why spend time you know that valuable time with a guy you know who's just vanilla even as I get older myself like I I don't I don't do things I don't want to do anymore you know like I don't go to parties I don't want to go to I don't hang Mm -hmm. with people that don't suit me I I I don't know I don't I don't I know who I am I know what I want to do and except yeah. for like family obligation or a work obligation yeah. where my social life is concerned, if I'm at your party, it's because I want to be there. Right. Period. So I could not agree more. We also learned that John's daughter doesn't like yes. her, which we had a blind about. Do you want to read that little blind? Because this was yes. cocktail, but I made it this public last night. Scoop. Yes. Okay. John's daughter is not innocent. She dislikes Shannon and every woman her father has dated. She provoked Shannon at the bar and filmed it and told her she's sending it to medium to the media. She is not a victim. The daughter and her crew were thrown out, not Shannon, by the way. So this was from an OC local who was there and knows like the family. I don't believe it's one of Shannon's friends. It could be, obviously, because I don't know the person, but I found that interesting and it even cements more. So now you're with this guy who isn't really that into you. And on top of that, his kids give you a hard time? Well, and what? we heard Tamara say that, right? Yeah. We heard her say that, 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 or no, Shannon maybe even said it. Yeah, because she was like, don't put, we can't put that on even, one of his kids doesn't like me, right? When she yes. was, I mean, there was a lot of fourth wall breaking this episode. Like when Emily is talking to producers and then Shannon's talking to producers. Yeah, and, because and I'm sure Shannon refused times. to give them it. Like she said, take the cameras down. So she probably refused to talk about it. So they were like, well, we got it. So here you go. Yeah, exactly. Which again, when you get to the point where you're refusing and all this and you're too difficult, that's when Mm. you're out the door. So Shannon, be very careful. Yeah, I know. Seriously. But for Um, me, I did. I was having sympathy for Shannon mm -hmm. up until they're at her fiesta, which by the way, the way she cosplays the whole Spanish thing is a little off-putting. Like mucho tequila, da da da. It's like, oh, it's yeah. like I don't know. You, you know, she, I've never she been the does biggest. It with the Irish. She does it with like she I know. does just... it with the Wild West girl. Like, I think that's kind of her. I don't think she's at least you know, definitely I don't... Per, not purposely being culturally insensitive. I know, but you know, I've never really been a huge Shannon fan, and I just I find know. her really off, and I find her mean to be quite honest because she's so sensitive about the whole John thing. And then Mm -hmm. out of absolutely the clear blue sky, 
She brings up Gina's DUI from four years ago. Yeah. When she was at a huge low. And she says she stopped. Shannon says that because she got this man, she stopped child services because of her relationship with this attorney. And I was like, wait, what? First of all, Gina had nothing to do, like, with any of it. She wasn't talking about job. Like, she just totally threw Gina under the bus because she was looking to distract and deflect from her storyline. And it would be fine if she was talking even about Gina and Travis's relationship. But to bring up her children being taken from her, first of all, it was untrue. Gina says... She just gave her a phone number. And I believe that to be true. Like, I can give you a phone number for an attorney. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I did anything to help you except give a phone number. So how dare she? How dare she? Yeah. It felt very low. It felt... And the whole Child Protective Services thing, like, why? Like, that's just... There's no need to bring that up. And she could have... She could have alluded to this just by saying, you know... It really bums me out because when Gina went through a bad time, I was there and helped her how I could. Yeah. You know, she yeah. could have just said it like that, but oh, it was she very... Went I also she went didn't in. like yeah. that Jen didn't say anything at the table or Taylor. I don't expect Tamara to say anything. But, like, how about saying, like, Shannon, that's really below the belt? Whether it's true or not, because Jen wasn't there and neither was Taylor, so they don't know if it was true. But right. how about just saying, why are you bringing up her children? Clearly, yeah. Gina is doing great now. Gina has given up drinking. Clearly, yeah. she's trying to make her life better for her children and herself. And it was gross. It was There was no need for it. Yeah. It was not factual. It did for Shannon what could potentially be the end of her. I... Can't. Now I understand why they're feuding. I mean, that's clearly why. I, Gina and Shannon have been feuding on social media. Yeah. It's really intru- – oh, right. Right. And listen, and I got, God knows I'm no Gina stan. I just – I don't dislike her, right? You could think a housewife isn't the best housewife without disliking her. I think she's a great mother. I mean, like she said, she's like, you know how many women in OC have a DUI? People in their lives make mistakes. If you're her friend or even if you're somebody, the same thing Bethany's doing to Luann. You saw those comments? I saved her life. Well, (laughs) like you don't offer somebody help at a really – people go through pits in their life, right? Peaks and valleys. And you offer somebody's help. You don't throw it in their face after regardless. It's disgusting. Yeah. You shouldn't help. You shouldn't help in the first place. No. You're going to use it. It's gross. It's gross. But I did like when they highlighted the Innocence Project. I remember them doing that last year, but I liked that they showed more of it. They showed more of Emily, you know, working and talking with the ex-honorees. I mean, and hearing their stories. I mean, could you imagine, like, that woman's story coming home, finding her, her boyfriend murdered, and then she got wrongfully committed or convicted and missed out on like 12 years or however many years of raising her children i mean horrifying it was so upsetting so upsetting i think it's a really wonderful thing gina not gina emily's doing by helping and by also by putting it on television and educating the viewers i think 
I think Emily, for me, is having a great season. I did feel with the whole Shannon thing, I care about you. That's why I brought it up. I don't really believe that. I don't believe there's any authentic friendship between Shannon and Gina and Emily. I think these last couple episodes have shown that. Honestly, I don't need to see Shannon again. I think she should be put on pause based on what she did to Gina. I think it's really egregious that she said that on camera. I mean, Emily's kids are school-aged now. Their friends or whatever could potentially watch the show. And I know, right? We say it when you go on reality. But, like, kids should be off limits. That was Mm -hmm. disgusting. How about just being like, oh, she could have gone to jail or she could have lost her license. I helped her with that. Like, to say her children were going to be taken away from her, I find it to be such a egregious, unforgivable, disgusting thing. I, I, I hope she's not asked back. That's how strongly I feel about it. Yeah, I, think I mean, she's disgusting. A mother gross. herself. Right, right. Can you even imagine? I what can't Shannon, imagine. I, mean, I can't imagine that I wouldn't be arrested if somebody said that about me and my children. I can't imagine that I wouldn't be arrested after. If somebody said something about Shannon's kids, I mean, it would. Oh, it, the world would. The world would explode. You know, like that's the thing. It's like that's something that, like I've always liked Shannon, but this to me feels very inexcusable, and it feels very desperate. Yes. Desperate to save a failing relationship. Desperate to save a failing relationship. Because without this show, that goes bye-bye too. Her relationship. Yeah. She said it herself. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I I just believe like sometimes, sometimes stuff doesn't work out, but that doesn't mean like that's it for you for love. Like it might, it means just like go through the door and see what's next for you. Right? Like I don't. I don't or know. like I don't know why we would be clinging to something find that's happiness not back. in another area of life. I don't know. <laughs> or if you want a man so bad, date until you find a good one. Right. Cuz like, like, she's I been get with it. This, people want a partner. She's been with this dud for years, but you know what? I think she's a dud. I think I... she's not nice. I think she's crazy. I think she drinks and acts psychotic and I don't think that you can maintain a healthy relationship when you are that way. So it's not always, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's not easy to attract quality person when you're not a quality person yourself. Right. Louis, Teresa, <laughs> just saying. I mean, hey, bees fly to that. honey, not shit. So We did get that email um, oh, from one of the cocktailers. No, no, oh, shoot. I, I don't have to... it pulled up, but I can I can repeat it. Because I don't want to get cursed that I never say anything. So here you go, guys. For the, for the Teresa fans out there, we got an email just saying that they saw Teresa and Louie on the campus of University of Michigan. Because that's where, is it, is it Gabriella is going? Yes. And that it's they... Cool, by the way. Oh, it's a great school that they, the person went up to them, was a little nervous, but that they couldn't have been sweeter, that they're both super sweet. And the person said, Louis is not as purple in person. <laughs> he looks on TV, but like gushed and gushed and gushed about what sweet, yes. nice, amazing people they are. So, so there you go, guys. There you go. And I have to tell you the truth. I have heard many times from many different people when they've met Teresa, she's lovely in person. So... Yeah, I'm sure. She, I mean, I'm sure she is. On a total side note, I'm rewatching. Yes. Jersey's my favorite to rewatch because I love the old days. But I actually started with 
the season that because I've seen the other one so many times the se- the season that Teresa gets back and Joe is getting ready to go mm. and it's the season where Jacqueline is there and they make up and then they fight again and it's like crazy when she screams at Melissa you're four nose jobs and Melissa and Teresa are made up but like it seems really authentic I know after that there were a couple seasons where they kind of seemed like they weren't getting along but pretending to more recently but this one seemed really authentic and then Joe goes to prison and then I started the next season and oh Siggy she was just crying this, this, the Siggy season I feel like Teresa and Melissa's friendship was genuine yes and then it, it shows Teresa's mom dying and it was just like so sad and Teresa yeah. was so likable and it reminded me, like, she went through so much. Forget about the jail. Like, when Joe left, she planned on waiting, and then her mom died, and you saw in the next season, she's like, I'm so mad at him because I missed out on 11. And she says that now. Like, that's when she mm-hmm. knew she couldn't continue in the marriage. Um, and then he ultimately got deported. It, it, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. I love it. You go back and watch watch the old seasons. Well, I had – it was, like – a crappy weather day and I didn't well there was a lot of things I should have been doing in my house but I treated myself to just wait and you, do you know what I told my husband now Amanda I'm like I'm working yes like, I'm fucking working research. I mean it kind of is if I don't have anything to talk about I don't have a pod it's true it's so, true he's like Which... looking at me like you've watched this 47 times shut up I'm working I know I know. I've been catching up, and I'm almost there, and I feel like we should talk about this next week on um, And Just Like That. Yeah. Well, I'm the almost finale. done. This week's the finale. It, I didn't watch yeah. it either. He- uh, I haven't Heather. watched yet. Um, I had a McDonald's on my brain because we brought it up so many times. Uh, S- Samantha's back. But, like, briefly, but I think it's so good this season. Guys, if you're not watching And Just Like That because of the first season, it is so much better. It is. It's, so it's good, better. and it, there's, like, some, like, slightly absurd things that – I love. I don't know. It's been. We do need a bigger uh, conversation on it because I have a lot yes. of opinions. Like on yes. every. We'll talk about it next week after because the finale is came yes. out today. So catch okay. up, guys. Yeah, and then you're the best. Yeah, we will. Those of you who are cocktailers in cocktail party, we will talk to you guys tonight. tonight. Looking forward to a fun Zoom. Yeah, one of the summer. Yes. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. Just want to ask you guys a favor. Just getting kicked off. So many people have been asking us to do this podcast. So please do subscribe. And if you've subscribed, go to your podcast app and hit those three little dots to share with your friends, but only friends who like good tea because the ones who don't care about tea, then like forget them. And don't forget, find us on Instagram at Bravo and cocktails underscore and check out the website because some great tea gets put there daily that would get us kicked off of Instagram. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, guys. See you next time.